Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome uh, to a Football Friday here with Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For the next couple of hours, Trent Condon, Ken Miller here to talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. 15 minutes or thereabouts, we will speak with Chris Williams. Oh, it's going to be a cold night in Story County tomorrow night. Wind chill, I think I saw around 7 degrees at kickoff tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, senior night. Iowa State, Texas Tech. Iowa State tries to get to 5, which would put them within 1, which would make the TCU game next week even more compelling. So we'll see if they can take that step. But Chris Williams on Iowa State coming up in 15 minutes. At about 11.35, Bama Bob, Trent, and I will take a look around college football from a national perspective. Look forward to that segment. Sadly, we're running out of them, uh, but Bama will be here in 35 minutes. To kick off hour number two, we'll head to Las Vegas from guessing it's a tad warmer than it is here today, but Mike Palm uh, will join us from Circus Sports. Uh, we'll talk to Mike Palm on sports wagering. Go behind the uh, counter, if you will, uh, with uh, Mike Palm coming up here at 12.05. Then Tom Cakert from Hawkeye Report. going to be cold in Ames. going to be cold in the Twin Cities tomorrow. Do you know the new name of the stadium? And I didn't. I read it today. It's not... It's TCF a, Bank Stadium. It's a anymore. bank I've never heard of. Huntington Bank Stadium. Well, did their of, money's worth? I guess. Have We're you talking heard of about them? it, right? But I mean, have you ever seen one? Well, no. No. I'm going to guess it's probably a Minnesota base. I'm hoping it is. Are they? It's it's kind of like uh, who spent all the advertising on. Uh, Air Turkey or whatever the Turkish Airlines is. You remember that? No. Oh yeah, they were all they were all over. Oh, sports for a couple of years back. Um, whatever their airline is, like. <laughs> sitting there trying to figure out how they're going to spend their vacation. And, well, if we do get there, we're going to fly uh, whatever that airline is. Anyways, um, and then our picks before we get out of here. I've got a bonus pick uh, that's coming up here. Our picks, as bad as they are, uh, coming your way about uh, 1245. You've got a state championship game tonight, 5A at Southeast Pole, Coasting Valley. Valley has had a very difficult uh, grind to get to this point. Southeast Polk is... You told me just before the show started, as there is a site that actually puts a point spread just for fun. It's a power number, basically. Power, okay. Yeah. It's a power rating system. It's called BC Moore. Been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at these for a long time. And yeah, it says in his algorithm that Southeast Polk is a 17-point <laughs> favorite in this game. But what Valley has done, what they did last week... Talking to Gary Swenson earlier this week, I just enjoy our conversations with Gary. Yeah, I do too. You know, I used to do it on a more regular basis. Mm-hmm. Last year, I was doing a lot with the pregame show for CISN. So basically, every week, I had an opportunity just to, you know, just spit with Gary for six, mm-hmm. eight, ten minutes. He's just, he's such a likable guy. He really is. He truly is. And an easy guy to root for, yep. searching for that first championship. Not to say, not the same for Southeast Spoken, Brad Zelenovich, a guy that I really respect. Mm-hmm. But trying to put him back to back. Yeah, he won one last year. Right. Let's and yeah. let's be honest. I taught in West Des Moines. 
Sure. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I'll call it down the middle tonight. Yeah, you will. I get it. You will. Um, Real quick on Southeast Polk, their left tackle, Caden Proctor, Oregon's uh, the Oregon twenty four seven site is projecting him as a soon to be duck. Yes, so there's been a couple of people out there that have flipped. Uh, Heard uh, podcast yesterday with Tom Kakert, who we'll talk to a little bit later. He still has it seventy thirty Iowa. They have put together a very good package. Can it compete with what Nike can offer? I would be surprised, but it's not chopped liver. I mean, we're not talking about the difference between, you know, here's $1,000 a month mm-hmm. and here's millions of dollars for Morgan. Mm-hmm. It is a package that is altogether seven figures from the Iowa Swarm. From, from the Iowa Swarm. They're yes. gonna, they've, got, they've come up with a million dollars to pay this kid. That is total. Now, I don't know if that's over a four-year period. Right. Exactly the, is that cash and, and then, cars? That's a Tom Caker question. Gotcha. But we're not talking about the difference between, yeah, here's a couple hundred bucks. Right. And this is right. Nike. The Iowa offer from the Iowa Swarm is competitive. Let's just put it that way. Well, I mean, then there's a chance, there's right? There's a chance. There's a chance. Um, I had no idea that they're that uh, uh, that that collective is in that good a shape. Mm-hmm. And, and if they if they um, you know, funnel all the money to him, what's left? <laughs> well, I think they said they have right now a yearly basis. They're getting about two million dollars on a yearly because they got a late start. Correct. They, they were did. one of the last schools to really. Dip their toe in these waters. They had an event just up the street from us yesterday at Big Grove and stopped out there, and I talked to Scott for a little was bit. Was Kakerd in town? He wasn't, no. Okay. But I uh, talked to Scott, who's one of the head people there, uh, just a little bit. Man, Did you bring your checkbook? No. Okay. See if they'll bring their checkbook over here. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Get in front of a few more Hawkeye fans that way. But Now you're thinking. Yes. You know I'm always grinding <laughs> over there. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a good event. Saw a lot of people there at Big Grove. My first time in there. Uh, the new tap room just right up Where the street Where is from it? Us. Just the old Crescent building. Oh, right that's over there. the one. Okay. Yes. And they've got a, well, you know, patio's closed now. <laughs> right. But there's a, it's a, I've seen some pictures of mm-hmm. it. It looks like it was a pretty cool. decent spot. Yeah. And a good number of Hawkeye fans that were there in attendance. Don't know mm-hmm. if it was people that were already part of the swarm or people that they'll be adding to it. But yeah, good. Well, they're going to need to add some, Trent, yes. if Vinci Proctor's flirting with. And that's not alone. So, and, and this is, I mean, for you to say this, you obviously. Got some pretty good information. I had no idea that they had that much dough. Yeah, good for them. Yes, they they have put together a very good package Whew. for Caden Proctor, and things are going well now. On a yearly basis, they want to get up in the probably minimum six million dollars a year, mm-hmm. up to about ten. That's where they think they'll be competitive. Now, are there going to be Texas A and M's and Oregon's that can just blow them out of the water? Of course, yeah, right. But to be on a competitive level with yeah. your brethren with. You know, the Wisconsin's mm-hmm. and the, the, that kind of Nebraska's of the world. That's where a realistic goal that they want to hit here within the next year. Um, I don't know the answer to this. I would be surprised if it, if there's going to be a, well, maybe I shouldn't be because it's a brand new world. If Iowa State's We Will Collective is willing to write that size of a check at any point. Because I know that I, that's not their business model. At least mm-hmm. it wasn't. Last time I checked, um, you know, I'll get some time with Bloom and we're in Vegas for uh, for the both Cyhawk games because mm-hmm. he He's going, and Chris Williams is going, and Bloom is going, and Hassel is going. I'm missing somebody. Maybe it's me. <laughs> uh, maybe it is. You're going to be there, too. Well, I am. Yes, uh, but yeah. I think there's... Anyways, uh, so I, I want to ask that question, because if I was got that much dough, that's a huge mm-hmm. advantage. And Proctor, uh, for him, it's not just Oregon. Alabama has been continuing this process mm-hmm. since he but committed But Mom wants Oregon. Yes, and I and I I took a call during the break yesterday. Mm-hmm. Someone that works with mom mm-hmm. says they do. Do I know that that's a fact? Right. 
right? Um, I want to believe that someone just out of the blue, well, you know, I'm going to call those arseholes and kicks and no and say that blah, blah. John Liebel. John Liebel's going. Sorry, John Liebel. We'll see you in Las Vegas. Um, I don't know. That, that's that's really that that's, um, surprises me, Trent. I'll put it that way. Tom will be able to fill in the cracks mm-hmm. for us today. He knows a lot more about it. He's helping them out, uh, doing both uh, interviews with the players, kind of pers- part of their their process of getting their name out there and what they're doing community service wise. So, yeah, Tom Caker in the twelve o'clock hour, he'll help Good. us out a little bit more. Alabama's still involved. Uh, their offer apparently is about one and a half million dollars. That's yep. uh, the compensation that they wow. have been able to offer. But that's where we are right now. Times they're not changing. They've changed. Yes, they have. Uh, they seemingly have changed as far as the hierarchy in the NFC North. Can we stick a stake in these Green Bay Packers for the first time since the early 1990s? I mean, ding dong, the witches are dead. From Favre to Rogers and Packer fans, you're, you've had it good. Yes, And I know that it stings right now for some of you. I mean, the booing that was raining down mm-hmm. at Lambeau Field, if you forgot about the last three decades, for crying out loud, you've been a little spoiled. Just, this just did. <laughs> right? Every single fan base, with the exception of maybe you know, the one that plays a Gillette, would cut off the right nut to have the success that you guys have had. No, it hasn't resulted in mega Super Bowls or multiple Super Bowls, but there have been a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, geez, Trent, that was brutal. This is a bad football. I love Tennessee yesterday. I know you did. You were all over this. And maybe it was just a dead cat bounce that we saw out of the Packers in that win against Dallas. Because I believe that that was, that was the start of something. And they get the stop on Henry on the goal line. Yes. And boy, it's going to yeah. happen, isn't it? Here yeah. they come. Tennessee was just better. They were. They're just a better football you know team. They're better coached. Well, there's no doubt. Yeah. And you can say that about a lot of Tennessee opponents. The, the coaching edge is on the Titans' sideline. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel, been there, done that, right? He's got the respect of his team. Did you see the injury report? I mean, we know... Prior? Um, no. Simmons uh, coming out or out, going in? Hooker oh, was yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think four defensive starters right. were out, but it wasn't yes. just that. I, I saw rundowns on Twitter, and also like practice squad guys, you know, they're going through practice. They've been banged up, so guys that normally, you know, 54 through 60 on your roster, well, mm-hmm. those, those guys have been banged up. It was incredible just reading the rundown of well this guy normally would replace him but he's out so then they had to go a little bit further down and they had to sign somebody off of somebody else's practice but just on and on and on and you go in and win by once double you digits, do that you got to keep him in your lineup you've yeah. got to keep him as part of your uh everyday lineup not can't park him back on the squad hey they moved the buffalo game they the nfl moved the buffalo game as much as i love games in the snow have you seen any of the pictures coming out of buffalo yes Good God! The uh, the snow cloud basically coming in off the lake. Right, the thunder snow, as they call yes. it. The, I mean, Trent, it's like a. Well, we've seen it in, in you know yeah, living in yeah. the Midwest. The mm-hmm. dark clouds just mm-hmm. descending upon wherever it is that you live or are watching it. It's frightening the amount of snow that they're getting. It's, it's there's no end in sight. Right now, it does look like it is ultimately going to slow down. Right, I mean. That's kind of by Sunday mm, is what the word is. Yeah, getting the stadium clear. So one thing to get the field cleared, you gotta get in, you gotta have a place for people. I mean the the stands are gonna be packed with snow. You know, initially we both were come on. Play the game. Sack up. Right. But you think about it. All right. What's it going to take manpower wise to get that stadium it. clear? That's just it. That's manpower that needs That's to be on the streets. That's assuming people can get out of right. their own homes to get to the streets to get to the stadium. They need to plow streets. This is a city. They need to have those plows working on that. They uh-huh. need to have the people that are involved working on actually clearing your city, not worrying about a football game. Because this is not just a snow game. 
This is not what we saw on what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday right. of action. This Wednesday. is feet and feet yes. and feet of yes. snow. I, I was a little bit over the tips of my skis on that one. That, that was a bad take now looking back upon not it. you and I. <laughs> Never over here. Oh, boy. Although, good take on the pick of the day yesterday, huh? Which one? Who did you have? It was the South Carolina matchup against Colorado I State. I saw that. It was yes, basically a pick Yes, yes. Colorado State by 30. Yeah, 11 I, and 2 of the picks I've I, handed you out know, this week. I remember that because I saw a tweet to somebody praising Nico Medved. And what are you, 11 and 2? 11 and 2 on the picks I've handed out here on radio and... We'll give them away five at the end of the show. I've got six. Oh, you do? Yes. Bonus pick. A little day. bonus pick. Wow. Something I should know a little something about when it comes to these picks. Oh, is that the Grey Cup? Oh, that's the Grey Cup, baby. For the 109th time, they're going to play at Mosaic Stadium, Regina, Saskatchewan, in front of, I think it seats 28,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little bit bigger than Drake Stadium. Tad, but not much, Trent. Yeah. I mean, not much. The the stadiums up there, I mean, uh, there's very few that um, have any capacity north of 30. Anyways, uh, we'll take a timeout. Uh, Chris Williams is going to join us on Iowa State. Before we do that, however, still got some opportunities all day long, at least throughout the remainder of the local shows, to have another winner. There's winners in the building this week. Has there been three, two or three? Couple two for the, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, winners in the building. One on uh, KISS 107.5, WHO News Radio 1040, WHO had a winner. We haven't. Um, or did we? If we had one, yeah, the, drive had the, one. Dr- the drive had one. Yeah. So good stuff for them. But uh, let's go. Uh, time for another $1,000 handoff. KXNO.com right now. You can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword WIN in the pop-up box that appears once you get to KXNO.com. It's WIN. It's Chris Williams next. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 Urbandale. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Oh, yeah, uh, you can't beat Brooks and Dunn. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, the boys. Garth Brooks. Close. Yeah, the Brooks, right? <laughs> yeah, it's 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to our friend Chris Williams, Iowa Everywhere. Cyclone fanatic. He joins us. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm glad that I'm just like a novelty for you guys with the country music thing. <laughs> it's the well, only I, time I, we hear it. I, I can't go real deep into it. I don't have a whole lot of depth and breadth to my country music knowledge, but I did see that Garth is starting a residency in Vegas again at Caesars. Really? Oh, really? Because he was at the win, I want to say, for a long time. going to be throughout this summer. Also has one date in November and one in December coming I, up. I wonder if he's taken uh, where Elton John was at Caesars. He had the big red yes. piano, probably in that venue. Yes. Good so stuff. you going to make your way out there. I know you're going out in December. Are you going to take you and the missus out there for a little Garth? Oh, man, probably not. <laughs> I don't dislike Garth, but I'm not like, I don't like worship the man. Yeah. Like a lot of people do. I'm with you. My wife worships him. Does and she? I think our Vegas trip, the next time we go out together, has to be around. Very well could contain that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't blame you. I'm sure it'll be good. It, it I is. I am not a fan of him, but I've been to two of his concerts now. They're excellent. Really? I, I really enjoy it yeah. every time. Yeah. Mm. Well, see, I, was, I grew up, and my grandpa taught me that you can either be a fan of George Strait or Garth Brooks. You can't be a fan of both. Uh-huh. You have to pick. Hmm. Who was a what's um a Randy Travis mm-hmm. and uh, there was another guy at that time that was uh, Dwight Yoakam. 
Those are your guys. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess. I don't know. I don't have any guys. <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get to it, uh, Chris. This is as far off of sports as I've ever heard Ken go. This yeah. is, and, and, and We're he's, very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, with he's this. panicking right now. So let's get to what we do. Uh, we think best, but that's up for debate. Anyways, uh, Chris, so it's going to be cold. It's senior day. Uh, it's a chance to get the five. Help me out with this before we do. So I'm, I do want to talk about the game. But there is an opportunity, right, Um for Iowa State, even if they get the five, because I think it would do them a whole lot of good to get that extra practice for these young guys and, and, and get a little reward at the end of the season. Where do you think they sit? I know that everybody's behind UConn, right? UConn has to go before the five-win teams because they're not eligible unless there's a you know a bull that can't find a six-win team. Then UConn gets to go. And then Iowa State is second on that list, Chris? Uh, it, it goes Rice. Would, would go ahead of Iowa State as a five-win team because their APR is higher. Okay. And then of all the possible five-win teams, Iowa State's APR is second behind Rice. So, yeah, I mean, I think everybody's just, you know, factoring in the UConn thing at this point. So yeah. let's say there's two bowl games that need five and seven teams. Iowa State would be in. If there's one bowl game that needs it, Iowa State would be left out, if that makes sense. But I, I do believe... I think there's a pretty good chance. I would say it's a 80% chance or higher that if Iowa State wins on Saturday, they're going to go somewhere. Would they? And they would accept it, right? They wouldn't say, you know what, it's been a long season. We're just going to take the. They would want the practice and the opportunity to go to postseason, I'm assuming. I cannot imagine in any scenario they would decline it. It doesn't make any sense. And Pollard, on top of it, is a big bull guy. He, he loves the bull experience for the players and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I think from the top down, I mean, obviously, Matt Campbell would want it to to get more work with the young players on that roster. Football-wise, it makes sense. And, you know, you've, you've been around long enough. There's six sickos that would go. Yeah. Like, you know, I would say... There's a lot of Iowa State fans that would probably go to Dallas if they're in the first responders bowl or, you know, something like that. Like, they they get a little bit of a, of a following. So, yeah, I, I would be... Absolutely stunned if they would decline it, and it would be really stupid for them to do so because there's too many benefits with all those extra practices. I know it's a narrative this week, the Texas guys coming up here to the cold. Is it a narrative that we take too far, or do you think this is a real angle, something that needs to be part of the handicap or just looking at who's going to win this game? I think it goes team by team and game by game. I think this year with Tech is probably less one than – Let's say last year with TCU, whose season was over, um, you know, they're getting ready to move on to a new coach. Mm -hmm. It made sense for them to roll over. Um, Texas did the same thing last year. Texas quit last year in that game, unlike any team I've ever seen at Jack Trice Stadium under Steve Sarkeesian. Texas Tech quit in 2020. We saw a similar deal. I just don't get the sense that this Texas Tech team will do that under its new coach. I feel like they Mm -hmm. play a really spirited brand. Uh, I think they're pretty tough. I think it's one of the tougher Texas Tech teams. Not not, not one of the best, but I think they're tougher. Um, so, no, I don't think, like, you're going to have a deal where, let's say, hypothetically, Iowa State would be up. They go up 14 in the third quarter, where I think some of these teams from Texas are freezing their butts off, and they're just like, get us out of here. <laughs> right. This Tech team has a lot to play for. They're trying to go to a bowl. Yes, and they are. You know, so I... I I don't buy that, but I, I do think there's 
I mean, there's just the human side of it where, you know, the Iowa State guys have been walking to class in this, and it is cold out for November, like the wind chill. And whatever we feel in Des Moines, it's 10 degrees worse in Ames because of the wind every (laughs) time. Yeah. Uh, So, like, I I think the human aspect, like, when they get off the bus today, it's going to hit them differently. So I, I think it's real. But again, you got to look at the motivation of the team, and I, I, I just, I'd be really surprised if this tech team quit tomorrow night. Yeah, there are five wins, and you're right, Chris. They got a ton to play for. You know, the, the narrative that surprises me this week is, oh, Shuck's finally back. They, they finally got their quarterback back under center. I liked Donovan Smith when oh, I saw of him this you. year. Right? I mean, he's he, he's um, a guy that can run, run it. He can chuck it. I'm, I haven't been a Shuck fan since he was at Oregon yet. I'm hearing that as one of the big edges that Texas Tech has because they got the right quarterback playing. Where are you on Shuck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you, Ken. I, I, you see the raw talent, and you, you've heard about him forever, but he really hasn't ever done anything. He's hurt all the time. As an Iowa State guy, Smith scares me more because I feel like he can just beat you in, in more ways. Mm-hmm. Maybe Shuck's better in the cold. You know, maybe maybe – Maybe that's the reality where I, I, you know, I did a podcast with some Texas Tech guys this week, and they were talking about you know Tech's ability and like need to be able to run the football in the cold weather game and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Like I, I, Iowa State knows this guy well. They played against him in the Fiesta Bowl. He doesn't terrify me. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think maybe it's because of last year and a little PTSD with that game. But Smith scares me more as an Iowa State guy. So uh, over to a little basketball in Iowa State. One more tomato can before next week, mm-hmm. heading out to Portland and uh, taking on Villanova in the first game. That Villanova game doesn't look quite as difficult maybe as it did this summer, the rough start that they're off to here. What's considered a success? Of course, last year, the undefeated non-conference run through November and December. What's success in this non-conference with, for all intents and purposes, another new team? I think next week specifically, um, the success would be winning two of three. That would be an overwhelming success if you could beat Villanova. Um, that, I mean, for this group, absolutely. And, the, and the, the key to that is that that's almost a guaranteed to be quad one when, you know, when March mm, yeah. rolls around. Mm-hmm. Despite what Villanova might be right now with some guys out, they're going to be a quad. That'll be a quad one win. So that, like, you know, if you think about last year, the Big Twelve season was so different. Like, oh, you lose three, but you know your RPI is still twentieth or whatever because you had all those really good wins already. Man, to be able to snag a couple of those, um, I, I, I don't think it's realistic that they could beat North Carolina. I just, I just don't. But yeah, I think the Villanova game. I mean, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm guessing that will be near a pick I would say mm-hmm. that Villanova will be a little bit of a favorite in it. But, um, yeah, they're – listen, uh, I I don't want to get too high because I, I don't think that it's this overwhelmingly talented basketball team if you watch them. I, last Sunday, I was watching them play North Carolina A&T on a sleepy Sunday afternoon in Ames. And that team is up by 40, diving for loose balls. I'm like, Shun, you don't need to do that. Don't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, They play their asses off for Otzelberger, and it gives them an edge in every single game that they go into because that's the one thing, you know, that, that can travel and stuff. And they, 
they are relentless. They were playing on that Sunday afternoon like Kansas was in town on Big Monday. And mm. I, I was really impressed by it. I really was. It Even after watching last year's team, somehow last Sunday and the way they were getting after it stood out to me. Chris Williams, Iowa Everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic. Are you? Uh, uh, I, I saw you ramping up the the boards just in case Twitter crashes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we we juiced up the. Honestly, like I have no idea on this Twitter thing. I'm not following it that much, but everybody's saying it's going to go down. So, I I did. I juiced up our server just a little bit, just in case, because that happens. That has happened before where, like, Twitter's down and then everybody floods there and it'll shut us down. So, yeah, you got to be prepared in life, right? Indeed you do, brother. I will see you next week. Thank you, Chris Williams. I everywhere, Cyclone Fanatic. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Chris Williams, we take a look in at Iowa State. All right, Bama, Trent, and I are going to talk college football from a national perspective. Around college football, we shall go. At least some of the marquee games. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Station 106.3 KX. You know, Trent Condon, Ken Miller here until 1 o'clock. Let's get Bama Bob in here as we talk college football from a national perspective. Hello, Bama. How are you as we embark on, what is this, week 11 or week 12? Week 12. Week 12 of college football. Yeah. The, the penultimate weekend, the unfortunately. Penultimate. I'm, do, I'm doing great since my Titans ended the Packers season last night. It's, they sure did, didn't they? That was um, <laughs> it, it is over for Green Bay. It's been a hell of a run. Heck, 30 years for crying out loud. Uh, anyways, yeah. um, I just got hit a text from Mike Palm. Can't make it for today's show. Anyways, good stuff. Uh, Bama, let's get into college football. We always do this, ask you first of all to opine on... Um, on the locals, Iowa heads north to take on uh, the Gophers in the Twin Cities. Big Ten West is very wide open for the Hawks all of a sudden at this point. Meanwhile, Iowa State is in seven-degree wind chill weather, going to host Texas Tech. The Texas Tech with five wins, Iowa State with four, but still a path. Uh, your thoughts on the two locals? Yeah, if you're Iowa, I mean, you know, go win the Big Ten West basically tomorrow night. Um, you, this is assuming, of course, that we, we all think that, you know, Illinois is going to lose in Ann Arbor. Uh, I think that's kind of a, you know, that's that's the <laughs> that's the safe play, mm-hmm. uh, if, so to speak. But yeah, if you want to, everything that's happened this year, all the you know the crap around the offense and how terrible they are and how putrid they are, historically bad, blah blah blah. Go win a game tomorrow, and you're more than likely going to win the Big Ten West. Uh, if you lose it, it puts Purdue in the driver's seat. So th- this this is classic Big Ten football. You talk about the weather in Ames. I mean. 17 degrees, uh, you know, 3 o'clock kick on Fox, not FS1 or, you know, whatever. This, the, you know, the big Fox. Uh, you know, Ford of Rosedale Trophy on the line. I mean, it's yep. just, this is just as good as it gets in the Big Ten. For two teams that really have had kind of disappointing seasons, you know, 4-3 and three overall. And let's face it, the juice is in the East uh, in the Big Ten. But somebody's going to play Ohio State or Michigan and Iowa it's all right there in front of them tomorrow you just go win the game it's going to be tough because Morgan Ibrahim cold weather I mean uh, all that type of thing it's just I, I love this game I really do and there's really not much on CBS I mean Georgia's gonna you know unfortunately I think have a field day in Lexington so I, this mm-hmm. is the game I'm going to be on tomorrow um and I just think it's I, I love this kind I love these kind of games um 
Iowa State, you know, listen, they have a lot to play for. Nobody really cares. I'm, I'm actually surprised that this game is, is on FS1. Um, I thought it would be the ESPN Plus game, uh, which is Kansas State and West Virginia. So, you know, they get FS1 tomorrow night. Um, they need two wins to get to a bowl, uh, which is a disappointing season for them. But, listen, they're – they win tomorrow night. You mentioned Texas Tech needs one out of the next two to get to be bowl eligible. Iowa State has to win them both. So they win tomorrow night, but then all of a sudden Iowa State's on the national scene next yep. week because if TCU wins at Baylor, they could wreck TCU season. I don't know that they they will, but they and could. And the Big 12 and, playoff uh, hopes. Right, and the Big 12 playoff hopes. And man, that just brings everybody, depending on what happens in the Pac-12 tomorrow night, that brings just a ton of teams mm-hmm and more combinations and maturations and everything else into play. So Iowa State's going to be on a national scene, not tomorrow night. They might not make it to a ball, but they're going to have a shot to really wreck uh, not only TCU season, but ruin the Big 12 and then really make a lot of other teams happy, If uh, depending on what they do next week. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that 2.30 slate, Bama. Um, you're, you're right. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. um, I what, mean what's, what's the but, Miami Clemson, Ohio State, Maryland? What yeah. else is in that two thirty three o'clock Cincinnati town? No, it's, it's yeah Iowa. The foxes they'll do well. That'll be a big number, especially if you they throw will. a little weather into the uh, uh, into yeah. the mix. Yeah, stir it up. That I mean, look, Ohio State, Michigan is next week, and that's the one. I mean, right. everybody knows that's the game. So, so for this week, you know, Ohio State's at Maryland. I don't think there's much buzz for that one, Mm-mm. even though it's on ABC. But that's just because it's Ohio State playing. But mm-hmm. I mean, the SEC doesn't have much tomorrow. This is the annual. You know, Alabama playing wedding all week. Year. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and, you know, I don't want to hear about the whole scheduling because Alabama played Texas in week two. So, you know, you know, fine. And they're not in it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I just, I just look, you're right. I mean, I look at that two thirty, three o'clock window, find me something better. Texas, and Kansas? They, no. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe, you know, Texas will draw some eyeballs. North Carolina, Georgia Tech, there's just not much yeah. in that, in that window. So, I mean, uh, there, and there's a lot on the line. So the big, the, there'll be a lot of eyeballs on that game on on uh, on the big fox tomorrow. I, I'm with you. All right, boys, uh, let's move on, shall we? Let's let's stay in the Big Twelve. Uh, Trent Bedlam, maybe for the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised at the number. I am too. I'm really struggling to wrap my mind around it. What are we missing? I don't know. How is Oklahoma State, who I think is flat out a better team, mm-hmm. and they're getting better than a touchdown? Yeah. What am I missing? Bama, do you have anything? Because I'm. This one has just baffled me all week long. No, I mean, okay. other than other than Oklahoma State is just yeah. You, know, you go back three weeks, okay? That you get blown out against Kansas State. They get blown out at Kansas, and they struggle against uh, you know. A four and six Iowa State team last week. I, I I don't know what's going on with that team. Listen, it, it's been a disappointing season. Again, we talked about them. You know when they when they walked off the field against Texas. I mean, they were still technically in the playoff hunt. Not not real big, but certainly you know five weeks ago against TCU when that double overtime loss. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about they're the team in the Big Twelve. They're the team to beat. Nobody paying attention to TCU. Well, now all that's gone. Um, I think there'll be a lot of juice in this game for just what you mentioned, and that is this could be the last time, which is a shame. We saw Texas A&M and Texas go away, and now it's going to come back, um, obviously. So uh, it's a shame that this one's going to go away. I heard somebody say, though, this is the most overrated uh, rivalry in in college sports. I don't buy it. I think these two teams, there's a 
there's a there's a good old fashioned hatred between these two, especially the fan bases. Okay, this mm-hmm. is Big Brother, Little Brother. Um, you know, Big Brother has dominated for years nationally. Oklahoma State's never made a playoff. Not going to make it this year. Um, I don't know about the line. I, I'm with you. If, if Sanders, listen, if Sanders plays and plays well and is healthy, I mean, he's better than I think anything Oklahoma can roll out there. You know, Gabriel's been good, but I mm-hmm. just, I don't understand the, the seven and a half. I would, if you want to favor Oklahoma, I'd put it by, you know, maybe three for the home field, but I'm with you. I, I think Oklahoma State's just a better team. And Oklahoma struggled mightily this year against against good teams. I mean, they've lost three of five, but two teams going nowhere really, and for what their aspirations were. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma's still not bowl eligible. That's right. just crazy. Right. I mean, They're two, I mean, they two and five in conference. This, yeah, and they have to win this game to to get there, or they have to win next week. You know, and they'll be playing for bowl eligibility next week. So you want to see some players transfer in the portal? Wait till <laughs> wait till it opens up. And watch the Sooners bleed. Uh, Brent Venable's squad. Uh, TCU Baylor, Trent Condon. TCU finds a way to win week after week after week. They've done so 10 times. Did they make it 11? I'm sick of being wrong about this team, but I do like Baylor this week, and, <laughs> and I'm going to be wrong. Yeah. I just yeah. week after week after week, i got to stop betting against them. Or and they're a slight dog? Two and a half. half? Yeah. yeah, two and a half the number there. I, I would grab Baylor, but no, I'm staying away this week. I just, they find a way. Mm-hmm. That win last week against Texas, doing it in that yeah. fashion, Winning a completely different way. I love Texas in that game last week. My opinion wouldn't have changed about TCU if they would have won it 38-31. But winning 17-10 showed in a different ability mm-hmm. with this football team and the way they completely collapsed on Bijan Robinson in that run game. And yours look lost at times. Really impressive out of TCU. Maybe they are finally becoming a complete football team. Well, Bama, does the beat go on? It, I mean, Trent, this said it i mean how do you start doubting this team i mean really week after week after week you think and and i think they're good enough to get in the playoff and they're no the team that i think tennessee is the team really that nobody wants to see okay if they sneak in as a non-conference champion but tcu's just if they get in nobody's going to respect them nobody's going to take them seriously and that is dangerous i mean just look at what dugan i mean 25 touchdowns and two picks jeez that I mean, that's a season right there, guys, 2,500 yards. And grew up in the state like of said, Iowa. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you said, they, they can I mean, they can win defensively. They can win offensively. That game last week you know, in Austin, a place where Alabama just went when, you know, and really, really struggled with, with Bryce Young, uh, they go in and, and they get a win, 17-10. to 10. So it, it's just at some point you have to start believing in them. I'm staying away from this. I'm just like you. My mind tells me they're not going to get there, okay? So, but what you're seeing on, and what your, what your eyes and the information that you're getting just says they're legit. And, uh, you know, so for tomorrow's game, I'm staying away. I think it will continue for them. And then they're going to have to beat, uh, I don't know who they have. Iowa State. Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah, you're right. I just said that. Yep. So they get Iowa State. And then they got to play a conference championship game again against a team they've already played, and whoever that's going to be, Kansas State or whoever. So, mm-hmm. and that's going to be tough. So, uh, I don't know still that they can make it to the playoff, but man, I'm not, I'm not betting against them tomorrow. Even though I do like Baylor, Baylor's been really, really disappointing this year. I thought they had a chance to to make some noise in the conference, and they've just really gone out with a whimper. But they got a chance to kind of save their season tomorrow and really do some damage to that to their uh, conference. Speaking of doing damage, Trent, Illinois could to do Michigan. Uh, Brett Bielema's mom passed away yesterday. They were very close, as a lot of mothers and sons are. 
What do you make of this game? I, I can't see a path for Illinois. What we've seen out of this team. Don't the rally around weeks. the coach. Uh, they can try. Yeah. I don't think that Just makes talent, a difference. Talent gap yeah. is too big. I'm with you. That, that's where I am in this game. You know, DeVito was a nice story. And, is Brown, and Brown's hurt, right? Yeah, absolutely. It just... It's kind of snowballing right now on the Illini, and that's uh, maybe a process that you're looking to build upon and, and trying to figure out. But, yeah, that's where I am right now. They play Michigan style. Michigan just does it with better players, and they do it better. Mm-hmm. Th- that's not a real great equation that's for well, an upset. Well, that's well put. Um, of course, Bama, we know it lies ahead for, for Michigan. Are they looking ahead? Yeah. I think they might be a little bit, but I don't think it's going to matter, especially if Brown doesn't play. I mean, I was – and, man – I would love to have seen this, you know, him against Corum. I mean, yes. boy, two really just classic big, excellent point. Yep, bruisers. But even even a fully healthy Illinois team uh, trying to rally around the coach didn't put it perfectly. They're they're just Michigan with with you know lesser players, and that that's no slight to them. They've had a great year, mm-hmm. okay, and they're going to probably finish eight and four. I think uh, they have the last Northwestern of the year. probably Northwestern. Yeah, yeah so they're going to be eight and four. And that's a nice bowl game for them, okay? Yeah. That's, that's one of those teams that I think their over-under was probably five and a half, maybe, yeah, you know, to begin, you know, which would put them right at bowl eligible. And this isn't one of those sneak-in bowls. This is one of those, you know, fourth, fifth, Big Ten kind of bowls. They're going to get a nice bowl game out of this season. But I don't see it tomorrow. I, I don't know about the 17 and a half. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a name-your-score game for Michigan, but without Brown, I mean, I just, I just don't see it. I've uh, been surprised before, been wrong before, been wrong before a lot, but I just don't I don't see how this can happen tomorrow and I think it just sets up uh what we all knew was gonna happen when we yeah. made our picks at the beginning of the season. It's gonna be Ohio State and Michigan for the Big Ten East and the winner's going to the playoff and the loser are is probably out. Um you know, unless some craziness happens down the road. All right, boys, the two best games I, I think are in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Yes. They really, are. I mean, there, there's. I tried to find just for Condon Bama to get rib him a little bit. <laughs> I, I tried to, honestly to find a game in the ACC to put on the. There's yeah. nothing. It's awful. No, it's terrible. It terrible. Uh, Trent USC. Let's let's do the uni game because uh, it doesn't get much better than this. No. The Rose Bowl's going to be banged out. They are going to leave a couple of tarps up, but for the most part, they're coming down. 75,000 people there, dot, dot, dot. Student section sold out. It's UCLA, it's UC- USC. And there's going to be a ton of points scored, at least one would think. More on this game ah. coming up at 1245. What is the number? <laughs> Two and a half. Okay. Three pops I Two saw yesterday. Half. Yeah. 76 and a half total. And that might not be enough. It might not be. It might. This game might fly. Or how do you see this, Bama? Uh, I'm listen. I've I said I think I picked USC as one of my playoff teams. Actually, when we were sitting mm-hmm. around back in August, I got to stick with them. Um, we will get. We'll, just, we're going to look back at that one uh, one Friday in, in yeah. December when we got nothing going on or not nothing, but a few. Uh, not the yeah. biggest slate. So overall, I'm just glad this game has some juice. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost wish it was in the Coliseum because I think it would be a better environment than the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, you just, like you said, the tarp's coming down or whatever. That how, I mean, how embarrassing would that be? Oh, my God. Yeah. You got, you know, you know, USC, UCLA playing with tarps in the background. But um, it won't be packed. It should be, but it won't. Um, I love what Williams has done. You know, two really, really good quarterbacks. You're talking about a, a guy having a season. Uh, and, and this is why I like USC to start with. I like Coach. And quarterback and Williams, thirty-one touchdowns, two picks. They just do not beat themselves. We've talked about it all year. They don't beat themselves. They've got one really tough loss 
against Utah on the two point conversion when Whittingham went for it and got and made it. Otherwise, this otherwise this team's number four. Okay, if, mm-hmm. if it weren't for that, and TCU's on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they got Notre Dame next week, which is a which is a really big game. I think uh, all of a sudden, I'm you know I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, I'll say. US, yeah, I mean. Notre Dame's better yes. than what we thought. They started out with a really tough loss against Ohio State and a couple of really bad ones, Marshall. I mean, who remembers that game all of a sudden? So, tough stretch for USC. I like the Trojans. I'm just going to stick with them. I think both these teams are pretty good. Kelly, if he can't win it now, I mean, is it over for him? Is he won out? I mean, just, just kind of the apathy around that program. Um, I'm interested to see what the environment is. Are they going to have more red you know, or garnet and gold in the – stands and they do uh, UCLA blue. But, yeah, you mentioned the uniforms. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than this. Nope. Um, pop off the but, screen. Yeah, I, oh, my God, I love it. And, uh, I listen, I'm going with USC to win. I just I I started with them. I'm going to stay with them. They've given me no reason to, to deviate from that. But I think it's going to be a really fun game. Uh, 7 o'clock Fox right after the Iowa game. So just uh, just tune your TV to Fox tomorrow and leave it there. Uh, let's uh, let's move on, boys. Utah, Oregon, Trent. This got a chance to be really good, I think. If Bo Nix plays and if he's effective, if he does play, and that remains the big question here because if not, I think Utah blows him out. Mm-hmm. I, I think they run away. Cam Rising and company. I, yes, you were on Utah, and boy, a play by Richardson against Florida. Maybe away from it. still being away in that mm-hmm. conversation. Really impressive winning him after that great run a year ago. Having this team right back in the precipice once again. Utah very well can play for a Pac-12 championship. I believe they will because I think they get the Ducks. All right, let's go, Bama. What do you think about this? we got like uh, we got four minutes left and a bunch of games to get to. Yeah, I love this one. Uh, I, just where is Oregon? You mentioned where's their head after last week, you know, and, and where's their coach's head? I mean, he, I, I still think it was a dumb call to go for it in your own territory. Gave Washington a kind of a short field and a field goal and punished him for it. Yep. Um, and you mentioned Whittingham. I think you, you want to talk about a coach that fits a program and a culture and a style. He just fits at Utah. I don't think he'd be, I don't think he'd be good as good anywhere else. You could put him in the SEC. He'd win games. He wouldn't do what he's doing there. It just fits. Um, if Bo Nix doesn't play, I'm with you. I, I just really like uh, I, I like what Utah would do. If he does play, or you know, are they they pretty, their playoff hopes are shot, but they still have a chance at the Rose Bowl, and that's a big that's a big nugget sitting out there. So I think. I think Knicks will gut it up, try to gut it out. Um, it's 9.30, it's late. Um, I like these kind of games. The weather's going to be cold, 34 degrees. Neither, shouldn't bother either team. They're both used to that. So, uh, big game. And the Pac-12 really really has the best slate tomorrow if you're mm-hmm. in the conference for the two games. Um, you know, it's just, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with Utah just because I don't know the status of Knicks, although I think he will have a bounce back if he plays. He'll gut it out and he'll be tough and, and he'll do what he can, but uh, I just really like what Utah's done this year. All right, we talked about teams three and four. We'll do it this way. Trent, uh, number one, Georgia versus Kentucky. Two, Buckeyes versus Maryland. Five, Tennessee versus South Carolina. Either, any of those, that trio on upset alert? No. Can you find one that maybe? No, I mean, Kentucky would be the one, but you've seen that. No, they're not good. Team. They're yuck. Yeah, they're not good. Yeah. I, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to push it. Gave you Arizona last week. Not going to push it this week. <laughs> Any uh, either the the other remaining uh, top five teams, Bama? We didn't talk about on upset alert. No, I don't think so on upset alert. You know, listen, Ohio State are they looking? Are they looking ahead to Michigan? I mean, they, you know, Maryland. I thought Maryland had a shot at. Penn State I did too. Last week and they go out and they lay an egg, get yep. thirty nothing. So 
I don't know where they're at. That game, uh, there's going to be more Ohio State fans and Maryland fans in the stands probably for that one. Um, it's 27 and a half. That seems a little heavy to me, but uh, I don't think that. I, listen, all Ohio State wants to do tomorrow. I don't think Ryan Day doesn't care if they win by 30, if they mm-hmm. win by three. Okay. He just wants to get out of there with a win to set up next week, and he wants everybody out of there healthy. Yep. They've already got some health at the issues at the running back position. He does not need anybody else hurting this game tomorrow. Just do what you got to do, like like Northwestern. Just go in there, do what you got to do, shorten it, get out, get nobody hurt, go on to next week. Sneaky good game, Trent Condon is what? Ah, uh, sneaky good, sneaky intriguing. How about UConn? I mean, bull eligible, getting there. I told you earlier this week, I'm absolutely baffled with the point spread as they go to Army this week. Double, yeah, they're a big favorite, right? They're getting double digits here. I, something stinks there, but intriguing at the very least. And it's always fun to watch the Army offense mm-hmm. going under the radar, certainly very under the radar there, UConn Army. And maybe you get a sneak peek at the Army-Navy mm-hmm. so you can make your play on that in a couple of weeks. Bama, what's your sneaky good game? I'm going to go, I'm going to keep it down home. I'm going to say 3 o'clock SEC Network. We talked about kind of the last, I know you guys will be all over the Iowa game, but, you know, flip it back and forth. Western Kentucky going to Auburn. Everybody's in love with Cadillac Williams after the win last mm-hmm. week. Oh, he needs the job. Western Kentucky is no fluke. I mean, Austin Reed, their quarterback, 3,500 yards, 31 touchdowns this year. This team can throw. Auburn struggles um, stopping the pass and they're going to get a dose of it tomorrow. You give Auburn credit. You give the fans credit for hanging in there, and we'll see Cadillac running up and down the sidelines tomorrow. And but Auburn's favored by five and a half. That's a sneaky good. Western Kentucky seven and four is a really sneaky good play tomorrow if you're paying attention because that is no pushover for you know the week leading into the Iron Bowl for Auburn. All right, I'll go beat Wyoming. Whoever wins the game represents the Mountain Division of the Mountain West. By the way, game day in the state of Montana tomorrow. Good for them. And Corso's going to be them. a part of it. He's, he's well enough. He's traveling. He's uh, going to be part of the show tomorrow. Bama will recap the weekend uh, with you on Monday. And just a heads up, we'll be talking to you on Wednesday next week as we preview the week. Bama, have a good weekend. Thank you. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Yeah, good talk to you. Bye-bye, Bob. Hour 2, coming up next. Miller and Connor, 106.3.